0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Explain This. I, as I always am, with the star of the show, Robin Riddle. Robin, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and I'm actually very interested in this next Explain This topic because it's a very, very hot topic, uh, and that is long hauler. Um, So a lot of people I know have questions about this, so what I'd love for you to do is explain long hauler and kind of how you guys are treating it.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So first of all, some statistics. There was a study done uh, June 2021, and the way they got these statistics was reviewing insurance records. So from those, they concluded that about 23% of COVID-positive patients had symptoms at least one month after their infection, okay. acute infection. So any any symptoms prolonged four weeks after acute infection is what they consider to be long hauler.
0: Now, is, does that mean first symptoms Symptoms. So first symptoms?
1: That's what they qualified it as. So okay. four weeks after their infection. Okay. Um, okay. So, and that's only, they only know that by the people who got tested and tested positive and then the people who came back to their doctor a month later with prolonged symptoms. So personally, I really think long hauler is much more prevalent than just 23%.
0: Can you have long hauler and still test negative? oh yes okay yeah Okay. yeah so you, so if, um, if, you, if you if you test negative that doesn't mean it's you couldn't hauler. be suffering from long haul, long, Correct. long hauler okay
1: and i've seen people develop long hauler type symptoms who never knew that they had covid interesting that was a weird one but i've seen it never actually tested positive for covid but had every every symptom of long hauler and has improved with our protocol n-
0: n- why would that be so they 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 either tested negative and had it. Yes. Or um, they didn't know they had it, so they didn't test it. They probably right. just were feeling tired and thinking.
1: Exactly. Because I've had some people with COVID, they're like, Yeah, I was just really tired for two weeks. Like I couldn't get out of bed in the morning, and then I was fine. <laughs> and then you test them, and you're like, You totally had that. You got antibodies. <laughs> um, so there are people who can have very mild infections that can still develop long hauler type symptoms.
0: Interesting. And, so in and, and the, the the way I know I have long hauler would be the length of time.
1: Right. Okay. Just those persistent symptoms, which I'll get to those. So okay. in general with COVID, men tend to have worse infections initially, but less risk of long hauler. Okay. Women tend to have milder infections, but more long hauler symptoms. Okay. Okay. So symptoms, most common ones that I'm seeing, breathing difficulties. Some people state like a, a heaviness right in the center of their chest chest or a pain right in the center of their chest, Um, trouble getting good deep breaths, um, you know, can't get back to normal exercise and activities because they can't catch their breath, Uh, pain, fatigue, um, continued loss of taste and smell or altered taste and smell. Um, So some people like things, uh, water tastes like chlorine instead of tasting like, Nothing, I guess, like water Um, Weird smells will come through when they shouldn't Or things just don't smell and taste right And then, of course, the brain fog That COVID brain fog Where you just feel like you're walking around in a daze all the time You can't really think straight
0: Is that the most common that you're seeing?
1: Those are the most common ones that I'm seeing
0: Well, Out of curiosity, because I've heard this from, from somebody I know a while back anything with stool in terms of like like uh loose stool or anything like yeah. that, uh, that that might be a symptom?
1: Less common, but yes. Okay. So covid and we were just talking about this. I feel like covid can attack it, it can. It can attack anywhere in the body. It attacks the weakest link. Mm-hmm. So In general, I see people who, if they already had adrenal issues, they're more commonly going to have the fatigue afterwards. Um, If somebody already kind of had some brain things going on, they were early dementia or something, it seems to worsen the neurologic effects. Uh, If somebody has COPD or asthma, they tend to have more issues with their lungs. So it's going to hit the weakest area. So if it's somebody that already had some gut issues starting out with, it's not uncommon at all for them to really get the GI effects from COVID. Interesting. Okay. So- What do we do about it? What are we doing? What are we doing? Different for every patient as far as if we're going to do labs, order testing. Like if I had a patient that was having the GI side effects, I may order a GI map for it. If it's a patient that is having the breathing difficulties, I'm going to make sure that they've had an appointment with pulmonology. And if not, I'm going to get them in to make sure there's not, you know, scarring or something like that going on. Okay. Um, But lots of... uh, medication options, treatment options. So the number one thing that I do across the board is ivermectin, Mm -hmm. weight-based dosing on ivermectin, because that can go in there and grab onto any of that virus that's still hanging
0: on. Now, are you keeping them on ivermectin for as long as symptoms persist? Or is there like a certain... It
1: differs. Generally... Five days or so okay. a, a round of five days And then once or twice a week For two to four weeks after that But there are situations Where I see significant improvement In that five days And I repeat around For another five days Because it's wondering... really working Okay so you're yeah.
0: saying Hey this we got momentum here Let's right. just knock this out
1: Because one of the, it's There's many postulated causes For long haulers But one of the things That they talk about Could be a cause Is that that virus Persistent viremia That virus is still hanging on In there a little bit Okay, So that ivermectin Can go in and take it out. Other people, it can be um, persistent inflammation. And so part of our treatment protocol is focused on bringing inflammation down. So we do a round of steroids, for a lot of people,
0: when you say steroids, can you can you explain kind of what those are? Because I've heard that quite a few times in yeah. terms of treatment. Is there certain weight-based
1: prednisone okay. is what I'm using. Okay, and it's a tapering dose, so it's one dose for five days, bring it down for five days, bring it down for five more days.
0: In addition to the ivermectin. In addition
1: to the ivermectin, and sometimes okay. I'll do one first and then the next one again. I I, I do it a little bit differently for every patient. Yeah. Um, but prednisone, um, luvox, which is fluvoxamine, it's a um, old school antidepressant. That's something. We use sometimes in COVID treatment. It can also be used in long hauler. That tends to be more for people with neurologic type side effects. Um, okay. So we'll we'll do that for a couple of weeks. It's not a long term thing at all. Um, but. It, then we're focusing a lot of vitamins. And so in trying to focus inflammation, we're doing high dose omegas, um, usually like four grams a day of omega three. Interesting. We're doing vitamin C. We're doing vitamin D. Okay. B complex. Um, NAC is a really important one. So NAC is the precursor to glutathione. Glutathione is what we call the mother of all antioxidants. Yep. So we want the body to be able to detox itself. So I have a, I have a long list yeah. of vitamins that I recommend to people. Um, uh, another thing that we use, if because some people will develop the cardiac side effect called POTS, um, yep. Postural Orthostatic Tachycardia. So you're, that means you're sitting and you're fine and you go to get up and your heart rate jumps up to 90 or 100. Like any activity, just get your heart gets your heart rate really high. So we have a medication that we use that can help with that. Okay. Um, for people who really are struggling with the fatigue, like can't wake up, can't d- do anything throughout the day, on top of all this, I'm going to do some sort of uh, stimulant like ProVigil or something like that can be yeah. helpful
0: as a patient who could potentially be suffering from from long hauler are they are they pretty aware of like which one of these they fall into like that some make- of them
1: are some of them have really done their research okay. others it's they just call and they just list off their whole list of symptoms and I'm I'm deciding and you oh, got it where we need to go from there okay the vitamins generally across the board I do for everybody right um, if it's somebody that I feel like has a ton of inflammation going on I'm using L-D-N which we've talked about before the low dose naltrexone to help bring down that inflammation interesting um and then one of the newer things that I'm pulling into it that we've talked about before as well is BPC-157 yep. so we've got a video talking about BPC PC 157, um, lots of different dosing routes. If it was somebody that really had a lot of gut stuff going on, I may do the pill for them. Um, but for most of long haulers, I'm using it as a nasal spray. So this is a compounded spray okay? and it going through the sinus cavity is able to get to the brain to help with inflammation there. OK, so this is one of these things I tell patients either it's going to help or it's not, but it's not going to hurt anything. I can't guarantee 100 percent that it's going to fix it, um, but it, it has every reason that it should be able to help.
0: You, you mentioned that you've used this for loss of taste or, uh, taste yeah. or smell. Um, but it also sounds like you're doing that, doing it for a much larger reason as well.
1: Right. So some people, uh, another study that I was reading, they've done autopsies on people post-COVID and looked at the brain, and they saw significant inflammation in the brain mm-hmm. and neurodegeneration in some of these people. They said their brains literally looked like that of somebody with advanced Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. Wow. So, again, it, it, COVID can hit anywhere, and so if that inflammation goes to the brain, it is significant. So that's the people that tend to have mood changes, anxiety, depression can come from that, the foggy feeling, all of those things. If I'm hearing any of those symptoms or if I'm hearing the loss of taste and smell, I'm wanting to try the intranasal BPC-157.
0: Well, I mean, at that point, I'm sure, you know, patients are, are willing to try lots yeah. of different things. Yeah, you know? And I'm
1: seeing improvement. Right. Um, I've got several patients on it right now that I am seeing improvement with it because it's going straight in there and it's going to help bring that inflammation down.
0: One thing I didn't hear you mention is antibiotics. So are are you using any antibiotics for long COVID? Generally not. Okay. Okay. Generally,
1: we're not seeing any improvement out of something like that. That's
0: interesting. Um, the ivermectin is what I really see work. Okay, and, and uh, real quick, like, how do you manage expectations uh, with with? Because I'm I'm sure people are frustrated when they're yeah. coming in, they haven't felt well in a long time. Like, how do you manage expectations, and what are you seeing actually happen?
1: I tell everybody. I can't guarantee a single thing that I'm doing is going right. to fix it. Right. Um, but by the time people get to me, like you said, they're willing to try anything. Yep. I mean, I've treated some people that are nine plus months into long hauler. And they're like, if you can make a 10% difference, I'll love you forever. <laughs> um, and so I'm managing expectations in the way of, I don't know that I can fix you, but I know that I absolutely can try.
0: Well, 10%, you know, that could change somebody's life, yeah. you know, because that 10% can can turn into 30%. Yeah. So you got to start somewhere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, fun. Follow-ups, if things are not getting better, there's other things that I try as we go along. Um, Of course, patient compliance is huge in this too. Sure. I do have a long list of vitamins, ones I forgot to mention like probiotics, things like that. I've got a long list that I want people to be on. Yeah. And some of this falls onto them as far as their diet as right. well. So, you know, eating a really good healthy diet, getting your nutrients in through your fruits and veggies, your lean meats, not doing a lot of sugar, not doing alcohol, all of those things are going to be endocrine disruptors. All of those things are going to make the situation worse. So, it falls to the patient to really make sure they're eating the way that they need to be eating. Very light exercise, 20 to 30 minutes. Some people with this feel like if they just push through, it's going to get better. That's not the case when it comes to this. Just like when you're acutely sick, I tell people, don't try to push through. You need to rest. Over-exercising can make
0: symptoms worse too. So, so, so resting, but also I, I know people who have, you know, they get frustrated. Like I, I, right. I got to do something and yeah. I just don't feel like it. Are yeah. you encouraging them just to like, let this season pass you know and, and wait for that energy yeah. to come back
1: or at least get on go for a walk yeah yeah. because then it Little is, steps. do you have low energy because you've done nothing or do you have low energy because you can't do anything. Yes. So even if you don't feel like getting up and getting off the couch, fresh air helps. So get yes. out and go for a, a walk for 15 or 20 minutes. Do what you can, but don't push yourself to go run for 30 minutes and lift for 30 minutes. Yes. Don't do intensive heavy exercise because you're not helping anything there. You're making things worse.
0: It's really interesting. And like you said, this is something that we're learning You know, it seems on a day-by-day basis, you know, (laughs) what works. I hadn't heard the BPC-157 before this. And, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, we'll continue to learn and keep seeing things that are working.
1: And so then other things that we can do as well, getting into doing some labs. So... Mm -hmm. Looking at hormone levels, hormones are really important for being able to recover well. Um, sometimes I'm doing adrenal testing or gut testing. Uh, people who had autoimmune conditions or we feel like maybe this has triggered an autoimmune, and I'm looking at like an ANA, other hmm. types of autoimmune labs. Um, and then the IVs, the infusions that we do in office can be really good for this too. Interesting. So IV nutrients, you're getting 100% of them. Taking right. a pill, you're getting 30 to 40% absorption. Right. So once a week, once a month, however often you can come, getting a Myers or a high dose vitamin C, something like that to help boost that immune system yeah. is absolutely
0: going to help too. Well, it also seems like like this is, there's so much to it and we're learning so much day by day. We might have to do a, you know, an update up, on yeah. this <laughs> and this might be, you know, a regular part of explaining yeah. this because, it's, you, know, it's, you know, it's obviously affecting so many different people in many different ways. Yeah. So uh, as we learn guys, we're going to keep you guys posted. We'll get yeah. Robin on the on this show to just keep explaining.
1: Yeah. The biggest thing I want people to know is that I'm here, we're all here Mm -hmm. to work with you. It's not a one size fits all. It's not you get one medicine if that doesn't work. So sorry. It is constantly working together. What have we improved? What do we still need to work on? What else can we add on to this? And
0: and that's one thing I've seen, you know, not only your office in Knoxville, but the ones up in the Tri-Cities is you know, I feel like what performance medicine doing is offering hope because I I do think that we're trying things guys, we're seeing things work. Uh, So, you know, be open to do different things. Like Robin said, with with some of these uh, treatment plans that you mentioned. Absolutely. Robin, thank you so much. Yes, guys, we appreciate you. Thank you guys for watching. You name it. We explain it. Expect more on long hauler from us. We're going to keep explaining that. I hope you guys are well and safe. We'll see you guys next time. Don't go away.